Welcome to the Talk of the T-Town podcast, where we discuss all things track cycling. Broadcasting from the Valley Preferred Cycling Center, I'm your host and executive director, Joan Hanscom, along with my co-host, athletic director, Andy Lakatosh. Welcome to the Talk of the T-Town podcast. My guest this week is John Kroom. John Kroom, American bike racer, uh, road racer, gravel racer, track racer, uh, joining us here in T-Town for the summer from Colorado Springs, I believe, is your most recent destination yep, of yep. home. That's where I live right yep. now. That's where the wife and the two dogs are. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I do like T-Town, but I'm excited eventually go back to Colorado Springs. So, yeah, yeah, right on. So um, you are a fellow podcaster. So I love it when fellow podcasters are on the podcast because it's kind of fun to take you out of the driver's seat and put, yeah, you, put you in the passenger yeah, seat. Yeah, it's, it's always a fun thing to do with like, you know, I've been on, it's, I like always wanted to be on a podcast. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just start my own podcast to be on a podcast. And then in turn, uh, I then started getting invited to other people's podcasts, but yeah, I love I love just jumping on and just chatting and that's the most fun part, right? Like yeah. when it's just chat, All right? But here, here I listen to almost exclusively British podcasts. I okay. don't know why, I just do. Um, it worked out that way, so they always call them pods. So I call them pods just because the British call them pods. What do you call it? I probably just call it a podcast. I, I think I don't know. I like I think I have called them pods as well. I listen to um, the High Performance Podcast. Oh, I love that Which one. is a British podcast. And so- That's one of my um, favorites. That, yeah. So that's that's one of my favorites as well. I got into that over quarantine. Um, but yeah, I, I probably just podcast. Yeah. I mm. think we always just got to be extra here in America, I think. So yeah. Got to include the cast. Yeah. Just the cast. Because I'm a big fan of the Grant Thomas, Luke Rowe, What's Occurring podcast. And, uh, yeah. and they always refer it to Welcome to the Pod. Yeah, yeah. And so I've adopted my pod from Geraint, okay. which, you know, poor Geraint. Let's divert into the Tour de France. That yeah. poor guy. Like, have you yeah. been following? It's super sad. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm the kind of guy with, when it comes to the tour, at least, um, I I value all grand tours. I value, I value all bike racing, really. But I'm not the kind of guy that gets upset or pissed when somebody on Facebook just decides to post who won that oh, day. Yeah, like yeah. that doesn't bother me. Like I, yeah, I don't, no. it's not going to change the outcome. Like it's not a movie. It's not like <laughs> that's the ending. It's just like, because at this point, you know, it's on every news outlet and I mean, just like anything in the sport, you know, everything's subscription based now. So you have to have 10 different subscriptions to just watch one bike race. And if you don't have like a VPN, you know, you have to have, you know, uh, NBC sports. So what I do is I actually, I do have all those subscriptions, but at this point I have a routine and I'm a big man of routine. And that is, I wake up in the morning, I watch the day's previous stage highlights. I already know what happened. But I like watch. I actually like the middle. The like the people that are fighting in the breakaways and the people that are fighting for King in the Mountains and the sprint stuff. Like that to me is really interesting. I like I like that part of the tour. And then everything past that and the crashes, like seeing like where Primos has gone. It's, it's, and it, some of that stuff to me is really comical because people are just like, oh, you know, Primos is hurting. But like. By stage two, he was wrapped up like a mummy. Yeah, he so like, awful. What, what do you expect? Well, I love that this year, right? Because this year, 
and I love watching bike racing. Like since I got my GCN like race TV app, yeah. like whenever it was back when they first launched it, like the best $29 I've ever spent in my life. I have literally not watched anything else on TV since I got the GCN app. It's all I watch, which yeah. is making me rather one dimensional. But this year with the tour, they're showing it from the neutral start. So yeah. never before were we able to watch the, like that fight for the first breakaway and like, you know, but How see, long? can you watch it on GCN? Yeah, well, because I have a VPN, so don't, oh, okay. don't listen. GP, don't don't listen. GCN. Yes, yeah, yeah, I listen. So, <laughs> yeah. So like, and that's the thing. It's like, and they're gonna do that with the Olympics too. Yeah. So like, honestly, and I can say it. I don't care. Get a VPN first off, because I think yeah, for the, the Olympics really and because the tra especially with track cycling, like they they really fluff the coverage, and you'll like you'll see like ten laps of the points race, and that's about it. And yeah. so to I, me. I watch on GCN, but I also have Peacock at home. So mm -hmm. like that's how you do the streaming on American TV. But you don't have to watch the NBC sports coverage then. If you have Peacock, you can watch the uh, Simon Garens and um, coverage. So you don't have to listen to the American broadcast. You okay. can listen to the to the other broadcast, which is super cool. But I love watching it from the start. So what I've been doing is either watching it sort of on my phone while I'm working, but not really watching it, just sort of listening. But then when I get home at night, I watch it. Yeah. And yeah, because I, I like you. I like to see all of it, like the interesting yeah. parts of the bike race where the bike race happens before. Hey, look, there's five guys up the road. Like, I want to see how that happened that they got there. Well, I've never been a huge fan of NBC Sports, but I will say this. They did nail the highlights on YouTube. It's mm -hmm. like 47 minutes long. Oh, that's so like rad. it's I mean. That's a good highlights package. It's like, yeah, it's like watching an episode of This Is Us. It's perfect. Yeah, you know? right you're on. Ready to go. Yeah, so this is this is a uh, the fun new thing that we do. So yes, I I too have all the. I don't have flow bikes. I, I see. I have all of it. Like, I don't. I, just I don't have, have flow. I have but flow I, GCN. I have. And GCN showing more. women's racing like bananas too, which is which makes them incredibly desirable. It's about time somebody does that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of awesome that they have it because that's a thing for me i like yeah. watching women's racing so yeah all right well now we've discussed watching the tour i still going back to the original point i feel really bad for grant thomas like that sucks yeah i feel well <laughs> like it makes me super sad that yeah he, i mean i feel bad for, i feel bad day. for a lot of them i mean yeah. like there's they, i mean you know tony martin was out yesterday um yep. there's just sagan's out today yeah it's i think it's, it's a tough tough sport well i, I you know, and I was thinking about this, like with track racing, it's so controllable. Yeah. Like as long as you're fit and it's not long, uh, there's no real elements. Uh, well, here in T-Town, there can be elements with depending on how we want to do weather delays. But uh, And wind. Yeah. And, well, the wind is like the wind is wind. I mean, that that's an outdoor track. Right. Yeah. But like I've been out here where our race was supposed to start at seven. And we end up starting at, you know, 1030 for a points race because of rain, Yeah, you know, and they have to get it in then. Right. Um, and so when it comes down to it, though, like there's so much there's so many more elements. There's so many like road obstructions and people. Um, it's you can be the fittest in the world and your days ended yeah. um, just because somebody decided to hold up a sign. And yeah. which is kind of what happened. Yeah. In some ways. And or just, you know, somebody's cross eyed and they make a dumb move and crash out half the field. So yeah. it, and that can, that can happen here, but I think no, there's, there's a, there's not a lot of respect 
for what goes into winning a grand tour on that front. Like it's yeah. one thing to be fit. It's another thing to be lucky. And you got to be both, right? You got to yeah, be super yeah. fit. You got to be super lucky and you got to have a super fit and super lucky team too, yeah. right? That's a, it's a not And so it, it's, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of elements that go into it. And so, um, and those like, dudes have been racing in super cold weather yep, too, you know, yep, like crazy conditions. And I think, especially like a guy like Garen Thomas, it's like, you know, he's, you know, he's fit, you know, he's probably running well right now, but you know, he separated his shoulder in day two. Yeah. Right. So, and that'll jam you up yeah. every time. Yep. Every time. Meanwhile, Cavendish, love it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's the other thing too, right? You get, you get caught up in some of these like sad crashes but then you you know there's there's a lot of like glory stories you know yeah. you have those at ben o'connor i think yeah that name. was amazing his yeah. stage win was so yeah cool. first time at the tour and then you win in the mountains like that's a big deal or wow van art yesterday you know and, and right like okay sidebar because i used to work in cyclocross right that was my thing and like yeah. i remember a little wowdy wow when he was a junior yeah. getting his teeth kicked in by machu vanderpool like i ran the world yeah. championships in Louisville, right so mm-hmm. Um, they were little and, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and now to see him come second to Cavendish in a sprint one day and then win Mont Vaughn two the next, that's bonkers. Yeah. It's insane. Like, that's and bonkers, but that, it's great TV. It's great. Well, it's great for the sport of cycling. Yeah. Like it, I do think, I think even with track cycling, I do think there's a lot of specialty coming. Yeah. And so for somebody like that to kind of break up the specialty side of things is really cool. I think like him and Vanderpool both like it's not formulaic racing anymore, right? It's it's almost like throwbacky old timey racing. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm just gonna race on instinct. And yeah. it's it's it makes it more fun to watch for sure. Like it's definitely a different it's not controlled, you know, it's not yeah. it's like, oh crap, Vanderpool just attacked with eighty K to go. Like yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, nobody does that. <laughs> like how did he do that? So it's it's become much more entertaining. It's in some regards, it's become more like women's racing, which is hyper aggressive because the races are shorter. Yeah. Um, like there's a that younger breed of racer now is injecting a whole lot of aggression into the racing that's been missing for a few years. So it's super fun to watch. Yeah, yeah I, no, I think sure. as a as a nerdy fan of the sport, it's super fun to watch. But yeah, I guess we've spent a fair bit of time on the Tour de France. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I can, <laughs> no. I can, and that's another thing. I can talk on a topic like oh, all day. Me you know? too. So, um, but so you're here and yeah. uh, you're racing in T Town and going back to the whole show of making it entertaining. Um, you've been putting on a show here so far. Oh, thanks. Thus far. I know yeah. you're rapidly becoming fan favorite this year because you cool. got the big like, wah <laughs> going on when you win. And uh, yeah cleaning up in the preems and putting on a good show. Uh, some bike racers think that's part of the job and others don't. What do you think? Uh, it's a hundred percent part of the job. Yeah. Um, like the, uh, it's not, a, there's no questions asked. I think, are you listening juniors? Well, I think, and I, I, I like with, with me, when I got started in, uh, working with, or even like when I came out here, you know, one thing that I used to get really excited about was seeing, you know, the Maloya push bikers or, you know, these sprinters, they put on this big show of, you know, even they would even bump bars or, yeah. um, you know, they would just, 
the, it was a very classy way to race. And then at the end of it, you know, you take pride in that win, take pride in that victory. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's an envious feeling. And so when you, when you're crossing the line on a Friday night with all these people who are excited that you won, and then you're not even a glimpse excited. Yeah. Then why are they even there? And then that's the amazing thing about our audience, though, here, too. Right. The audience here, I I think, in my experience, really appreciates the bike racing. Mm -hmm. Right. And it doesn't matter if it's the junior girls racing against the junior girls. For sure. Or if it's, you know, the guys racing at your level. If it's a good race, the fans here appreciate a good race and it doesn't matter you know, they just appreciate the racing. Um, yeah. So I sort of love that about the fans here is that if you put on a good race, it doesn't matter what level of a racer you are. It matters that you put on a good race and they define good racing, you know, as a good show, but also like a close race, a well contested race, a hardly contested race. Yeah. Um, and I love that about here that that the fans here appreciate what you do and they. Yeah you know, they're, they're not afraid to let you know it. So it's well, cool and, that you repay that. And you, and that's the thing, like it's, it's taking, taking advantage of, of capitalizing on your win in the sense of, you know, the kids who want high fives at the rails, the, yeah the people that have now learned your name because they hear it over the intercom and now they've picked, that's their favorite rider that they want to cheer on. And so when their rider does win, like, kind of bask in the glory with them and i think that's what makes track so intimate is that you you do one or two laps before you come off after a win like that and it's i mean everybody else is making it a big deal around you and then you win and you just get off the track it's kind of like what (laughs) you know is like you get to see the same people week after week yeah right like if you race crits all right you race a crit in this town one week and then you race a crit in another town the next week the spectators if there are any don't get to see you over and over again but in track racing you know you get to forge that relationship with the fans here and it's like live in person because they see you every friday night for sure super cool and that that might be the reason why people don't post up you know it's or like make a bigger deal about it in the in the in the moment because they're thinking to themselves like oh it's just you know the same old same old people whereas like in crits like it's a like people are posting up, people are making a big. I mean, the in biggest in front of nobody though. Right? In, yeah, in front of, in, pe- in front of nobody, and in, in people they don't even know, and like, and I mean, they're wanting to post up so bad that they're posting up early. And I did that the first night I came here. I, I didn't post up early. I I thought I won, but I didn't win. I lost by two points. You almost Alaphilippe'd it. It's okay. I took it. I took it on the chin. <laughs> I think every good bike racer's done it once. At least that's what I keep telling myself. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. you're in good company, right? Yeah. It was at Zabel and Alaphilippe, so you're yeah. in good company. Yeah. So it was. It was. It was. It was a bit heartbreaking, but I. Uh, I've made up for it. I think. I think in, so. In, since then. I think so. So you were a football player before you were a bike racer. Yeah, I was uh, 300 pounds. I was actually talking to my wife on the way over here because we're doing. Um, she's talked me into doing a marathon. Oh, right on. And my Which roommate, one? I don't know. I just know it's 26 miles. Is that what a marathon? 26.2. The yeah. last point two. They yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah. So that, that <laughs> trust, too. Trust the one who's run them. And that last so, point two is a bitch. <laughs> so yeah, and that's that's the thing. I've been told that I'm doing a marathon, and Sweet. but my roommate is who's going to the Olympics, Adrian Hedgeberry. 
you know, was like, hey, I'm going to do a marathon. And I was giving him a hard time. I was like, dude, you won't do it. Like, you won't complete it. And then everybody's like on his side, like, oh, yeah, yeah, he'll complete it. And so, like, I'm trying to, like, get some hype up. But everybody's like, no, no, John, you're not you're not going to be able to do it. So, I mean, that's kind of how. Sure you can. Yeah, that's what I think. But that's how I kind of got into cycling. I used to work at a bike shop and um, I was just like a little messenger guy. Not really, I didn't even really message, but I, like, I was just a part of. Message, I like yeah, that Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, it's a I good word, message. But like, I wasn't, I wasn't like a messenger or anything. I just was a part of that fixed gear. Yeah, yeah. Crew. Right. And uh and yeah, somebody was like, man, you're too big to ride a bike, which they weren't wrong. I was, you know, I was 300 pounds and I was a football player. And yeah, one thing led to another. And uh, two years later, I actually found myself here for my first year in T-Town. Oh, and right on. that is a story in its own self. Like, it's just, it was, it was hectic trying to get here. And because that's when they had the big national teams and it was right before, um, you know, the guy that was running the track previously, you know, he made it, it was really difficult to get in here. And, you know, I was, I was scavenging, I guess, more or less, but there's a lot that you have to kind of do to earn your kind of route into the sport. And it was difficult. And to me, I want to change that. Yeah. Well, so I, do want we. to be a, I want to be a part of that, that change in the sport of cycling in some, in some way, like I think, I do think you have to work hard for it. I do think you have to fight for it, but I don't think it has to be awkwardly difficult. Well, I think there's two, I mean, the sport is hard, right? Yeah. Like as, as discussed, like the sport is hard and it will break your heart 10 different ways. Pete Taylor and I were talking about this on Saturday. Like the sport just kicks you in the teeth over and over again. Right? For sure. it just, it, it, so it's, it's hard to begin with, but that doesn't mean that the people should make it hard. Right. For sure. Like, I think that, that, if we want to grow the sport, if we want to see the sport continue to exist, you have to make being in it easier because the doing it is so hard. Like you can't go race a crit if you only ride your bike once a week. I mean, you can, you absolutely can. Yeah. But if you're not training for it, it's not a fun experience when you're racing your bike, right? And and so I think that if we're a more welcoming community, if we're a more open community if we're less judgy less elitist um more encouraging more people will do the thing yeah and, and i think that's what we all want right we all want to see our sport grow we all want to see more people doing it and so you know that's one of the big things here that we've done is you know this women's wednesday has morphed into 50 50 and 50 because we understand or i understand because i'm a female in the sport um that it hasn't always been the most welcoming place or the most welcoming discipline of all the disciplines. It's yeah. been sort of a, a harder one for women to to get into. So we want to break that down. We want it to be more welcoming for the male athletes as well, obviously, but it's, it's definitely not a, it's not a welcoming sport. Some places more so than others, but, um, well, but yeah. I think, and I, and I don't, I don't necessarily think that, um, I mean, you even like said it about the body size, right? Like, yeah. oh, you're too big to, uh, no. Too big to race. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I don't even think it was mainly, I, one, I didn't look apart. Two, nobody knew who I was. Three, I was probably a bit goofy on a bike, like from the get go. And so you get here, nobody knows who you are. And, and it's not the way it's ran anymore. I mean, I think what's going on over here is, is really great. It's smooth. You sign up on, on bike reg for your sessions it it 
you know, you can do your sessions. But like there were sessions that I would go to. I remember one of the first sessions I ever went to was a motor pace session. The guy's not here anymore. Um, but it was a motor pace session and I was on the track. A guy rode up to me and he said, hey, man, you know, and you had to be a certain category at the time. I think it was like one to three. He's like, what category are you? And I said, like, well, I'm cat one. He said, well, not today. Get off the track. Wow. And that that was my first experience. Holy moly. Here. And but it didn't like completely beat me down. It was just one of those things where it's like, OK, this is this is going to be tough. You got to fight for what you want. And, um, you know, in a lot of conversations with a lot of people, they turn into uh, well, back in my day or like this is what I had to do to get like I used. It's like that common like well, I used to have to walk to school in the snow with no shoes on. Right, and it's backwards like backwards uphill. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's great. But why should I have to like, right. let's, let's try to change that. So, you know, somebody else isn't getting kicked off the track and maybe, Hey, maybe I was doing something wrong and that's why I got asked to get off the track. But to this day, I'll never know what I did wrong. Right. Right. Because and that's, nobody well, ever that's corrected it, right? it. Instead of just being a dick and kicking you off. How about we say, Hey, you know, what you just did was X, Y, Z. Can yeah. you do X, Y, Z instead? You know, there are ways to do that instead of just being an asshole. A hundred percent. And, and that, but that was, that, yeah, like. When, and not everybody will do what you did, right? Not every, not everybody will have the philosophy you had. Somebody will be told, I'm a cat one. Well, not today. Get off the track. And they won't come back. For sure. You know, and. and or and, never come. They hear these stories and. Right. Or, I mean, or even, never. I think, I think it's still, I think it, I think it'll break after this year, but I think there's still a stigma in the sense of, and this is with any, any track, like yeah. there's, um. There's like a, there's a community and a, and a thing. And if it's a bubble and you can't just get in. Right. Um, I mean, you know, I've been like Atlanta is another great example. I mean, they're pretty, they're a very welcoming community. But when I, when I first started going there, like, I mean, I got relegated, you know, for all kinds of things. And yeah, at the beginning it was totally, totally made sense. And then in other times it was like, all right, this is getting a bit ridiculous. This is just not because I'm from here or what, what's going on. And now I treat that track like it's my home hometown track. And, right. um, but I, I, and that's where I kind of start to dive in to the gravel side of things. And, and kind of what my whole program is now is essentially, I personally, you know, I started as an overweight athlete. Um, I still don't look apart. And, I don't think I'm oppressed. I don't think um, I'm limited. I think I've had amazing opportunities. Um, but I do think other people like, yeah, you're right. They don't handle that conversation well. And then they're done with cycling where they they could they could be the next Olympian. Right. Is kind or of they could process. just be the next person who really digs it. For sure. Right. You know, I mean, I will not to beat the dead horse, but I'm not from here either. Yeah. And I've certainly felt the same thing. Like you don't penetrate this, the community here yeah. easily. Um, I know I certainly haven't. It's been a struggle for me to to find inroads. And, and certainly there have been people that have been more welcoming than others. But I've been racing for 20 years and I've never had an occasion necessarily where I've wanted to quit before. Yeah. And it's that. I like I'm I'm pretty thick skinned about that stuff and I'm also ridiculously stubborn. So 
I've always just kept my head down and kept. Well, that plowing. makes a good bike racer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's <laughs> my. It is my, as my coach would say, my best and worst attribute yeah. <laughs> is that I'm just put my head down and work. But yeah, it, it's also not a great attribute at times. But yeah, it's it's definitely tough. You know, it's tough cracking the code, and I'd love to make that like. I come from racing in Chicago where they're amazing, yeah. right? You can just rock up to a race, not know anybody. And the next thing you know, you're invited to sleep at their house. Yeah. Oh, you're here for super week. Would you like to stay at my house instead of the hotel? Oh, okay. Well, you know, would you, would you like to line up with us tomorrow? You're not, you're not racing with anybody. You can race with us. Oh, okay. You know, it's yeah. like a completely different experience. And it's like, I'd love to import that into every bike racing community in, in the U.S., like a little bit of the Chicago magic because the people there are amazing. For sure. Um, which is super cool. No, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And you were start, you're starting to talk about gravel, and I think there's a lot, or there was at least, I don't know, I haven't done gravel since I got here, but there was a lot of that before. It was just a lot of stoke and like, hey, have a beer. Let's sit down and have snacks yeah. together. <laughs> and I think I think where I come into gravel, it's, it's yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm following a trend. It's uh, so it kind of all backs up to, you know, I, I had this opportunity, you know, when, you know, I was told that I wasn't, I'm probably not a good track cyclist or I couldn't, I couldn't do this per se. Um, you know, that was in 2014. And then one thing led to another, I lost a lot of weight. Um, and I get a phone call from the national team coach at the time or an email. And it was like, Hey, we're trying to put together a team pursuit team. It was in 2016. We're trying to put together a team pursuit team. Um, your first camp is January one. If you want to come, here's what you have to pay for. Here's what you have to do. Um, do you want to come? And I just said, yeah, sure. And so I came, I did well. Um, I got invited to the next one. And then the next one was, you know, a smaller group. It got harder, got invited to the next one. And one thing led to another where, you know, I was always kind of like, man, six or seven like not even man five so like it was hard to fit in to to some of the world cup rosters until the end and then i started to find my place and kind of my realm um and at that point i was riding with roadhouse um and um i had the opportunity to ride with roadhouse because one of the guys on the team was like you know he wanted to bring all the national team guys to the team and like kind of create almost the super team that was chasing the olympics and I mean, how cool would that have been yeah. to kind of field like a whole roadhouse team in the Olympics, you know, Madison Omnium and and team pursuit. And it slowly like it slowly started to crumble. Nothing to do with the team, um, more or less just with the athletes, like trying to figure everything out and figure out who fits in where. And, you know, not everybody rode for roadhouse. And so um, but well, I had the opportunity to go to Pan Ams in 2019. And that's where I was starting to ride really well. And, uh, yeah, I pretty much got a phone call that was like, Hey, like, you know, the sponsors are going a different direction and, um, you know, we just don't know if we have spot, you know, space for you anymore on the team. And there was no hard feelings. It was no, yeah, that's kind of the game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just, it, it's a part of the, it's a part of what it is. And like, I think he, you know, Curtis, Curtis is a great guy and, and super supportive and going to be here next week. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Super supportive. And, um, you know, he helped me through, a lot a lot of stuff through through those those what three years or whatever that I was on the team but it was just like hey you know we're running thin you're in Colorado we're in Kentucky like um you know we can't do it and I said okay you know and then it all kind of hit me and there was this like 
you know, I was still trying to qualify for the Olympics. We were still trying to qualify. Um, but I was like trying to think like, where do I go? Where do, where does yeah. this look like for me? And that's where kind of gravel kind of had to come into the picture. Cause I was pitching this idea to all these, all these sponsors and long story short, these sponsors were just like, yeah, we don't, we don't want an athlete that's trying to go to the Olympics. We want an athlete that's trying to go to, you know, that's trying to do these gravel races. And so I pitched this whole van life idea and, um, long story short, all the, all the sponsors were on board and, and we went and then the pandemic hit. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, and that's, and that's kind of where it's kind of ended me up, but I, you know, was able to do my first gravel races and the community at those gravel races is unreal. It's just, you know, everybody shows up, everybody does their best effort, has a beer and then moves on. Yeah. And so it's really cool. Yeah, it is fun. I'm doing um, doing uh, Vermont Overland in August. Okay. Like the day after we close the season here, which yeah, is yeah. like, oh, sure, I'll just get in the car and drive to Vermont. Why not? Yeah. Uh, doing Overland and then doing um, PA Unpaved this okay. year, which I'm excited about because um, like I think – yeah, I can't remember. I, I did. I did what was then Dirty Kansas in 2017. Yeah, yeah. And a bunch of others, but I haven't done any gravel since then. And so I'm like, oh, kind of. Did you do the 200? No, nah, the 100. Okay. I uh, I went with a friend of mine who I I give shout out every time. Um, my friend Kelly Clark. Okay. Um, she did the 200 on a single speed. That's savage. She's savage. Like yeah. it was so baller of her. Yeah. And, but I was like, nope, I'm happy with the 100. I'm sitting at the finish line drinking beers with, with Rebecca Rush. And yeah. you go out there on your single speed and you Do get crazy because yeah. I'll cheer for you all the way in. But yeah, no way, man. I, I had the opportunity to choose between the two and I just stuck with the 100. 100 was, the 100 is yeah. a very nice distance, very like good easy day. Yeah. yeah. I, I, good day. Yeah. I, the 100. Yeah. The 200, I'm just like, yeah, I like bikes, but <laughs> yeah, I don't rough. like. I don't like the dark. <laughs> yeah. Right in the dark's not my jam. But it was fun. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 a lot of fun. I mean that I mean the one hundred especially, you can treat it like a bike race, you can treat it like a grand fondo. So yeah. it's like it's really nice. Yeah. Where I, I think if you're stuck in the two hundred it's a race no matter how you treat it just because you, yeah, you just race against get the home. sun race, yeah. against, <laughs> race yeah. against the clock yeah no is that was not for me but it was fun though and i, I they had such a good vibe at that event so yeah i'm looking forward to doing some more and i'm super stoked on unpaved because they've got a they've got a sort of a covid adapted format now where you get to start anytime between x and y so you can just you don't have to be at a mass start you could roll out and i'm like yeah this race is in october and I don't want to be out riding my bike at 6 a.m. in the yeah. cold. I want no, to wait for, sure. for it to warm up a little bit. So I'm like super stoked on their new format. So that should be a good time. And then Vermont Overland, I'm just so excited for the for the maple creamies at the end. <laughs> like we'll ride for ice cream. Yeah, no, that and sounds rad. And if I'm lucky, a heady topper or yeah. two. <laughs> so yeah, right I'm on. looking forward to that. Speaking of that, so you do your van chats, right? It's, yep. a, it's, it's coffee. Coffee and van chats, yeah. Coffee and van chats. What kind of coffee? Um, it depends on the day for me. Um, if I'm at home, I, I have an espresso machine here. I'm stuck to an AeroPress. Um, but I'm about to go pick up Tristan Manderfell, which is another American who's going to be here for the US, UCI stuff. And, uh, he's bringing a French press because the wife comes into town next week. Nice. And so like trying to do an arrow press between three people. Do you know what that is? I do. Yeah. I okay. Have so, yeah. yeah. That's like a cyclist, like 
you kind of so I I asked because like all through COVID I was like well first I started COVID and I was I have a subscription to La Cologne which is my favorite brand of coffee yeah um and I was doing the French press but then I discovered that I was home with my French press and I was drinking way too much coffee yeah so I switched from the French press to the AeroPress because single serving cut back on the intense caffeine consumption. And then I brought my espresso maker home from the office because it used to be in my office. And then I brought it home because I'm like, oh, COVID, not in the office. And then I started making cortados like a crazy person. Mm. And then I was like, oh, damn it. Now I'm drinking way too many cortados. So I've gone back to the French press and I'm making cold brew. So I was curious about your coffee consumption. Yeah. Like my. Are you just a pure black coffee? 100%. Yeah. I'm a. Yeah, I'm the a little, cortado hole. I was just a yeah, hole of, of I, deliciousness. I'm a little bit of a routine guy still too. So like I'm this I'm the kind of guy that that has the same coffee, has the same like I wake up at the same time. I eat the same breakfast. Like, Me too. I, I'm just like it's very like and so with I have two AeroPress every morning and it's okay. 18 grams of coffee per so, AeroPress. So funny sidebar work with a sports nutritionist. Right. Yeah. And so because um, I was trying to get fit for a race and uh, working with a sports nutritionist and he's like, well, tell me what you eat. And I was like, well, for breakfast, I have two eggs and toast. And he's like, for lunch, I'm like salmon salad for dinner, watermelon. OK, what do you have the next day? Two eggs and toast, <laughs> salmon salad, watermelon. And he's like, and the next day? two eggs and toast so i'm the yeah. same way and he's like yeah you can't do that anymore yeah, yeah that's... <laughs> he was like yeah no you can't do that anymore yeah and i mean i change it, was, it i change I, it based on my training but like my breakfast pretty much stays the same like it's it's pretty much the same every morning yeah. just because it's it's super easy i um just big bowl of oats and tons of fruit and yogurt and Maybe a little bit of peanut butter and some raw honey. Mm, peanut and butter. And that's it. Yeah, that's peanut it. butter is another terrible development of COVID for me. I know. I was like, about to say I might get I might get shunned for not using almond butter, but I like, eat so much peanut butter, it's insane. Yeah. Like during COVID, I started just eating it out of the jar. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Whoa. that's a bit savage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like a little Homer Simpson of me, right? I was just like mm, peanut butter. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> but you know what can you hey, do? Yeah sometimes you need a spoonful of to each his own you only live once you know Yeah, there you go if that's as crazy as you got that's probably not that bad all right so we've talked on coffee what about beer because you said on your thing sometimes it's podcast and beer it is podcast and beer sometimes um it hasn't been much podcast and beer for me recently but if i if i had to choose a beer there's two things i'm a a beer and I, i do like whiskey no, me too, because I lived in Kentucky. And so I like it. We have a local distillery in Colorado Springs. 291? I like 291, but we have Axe and Oak as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. So Axe and Oak, I love a good old fashioned from Axe and Oak. Um, but I also like, we have, uh, there used to be this brewery that would only make IPAs, and they, they don't do it anymore. And I, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure on that. Like, they just told me. Like when I was buying it over quarantine, like, yeah, this brewery only does IPAs. Like they specialize in- What brewery in was that? Outer Range Brewery. Oh, I don't know And that. I think they do other things besides IPAs now, but they make the best IPA I've ever had. Okay. Hands down. Hands down. Period. 
I'd put it against anything. Exclamation point. Exclamation point, a couple emojis, and um, yeah, maybe a Vimmo dollar sign sound. I don't know. Yeah. Have you had Three Floyds <laughs> Brewing? What's that? Three Floyds Brewing? No. Mm, Is should, it here? It's well, no, it's in uh, it's in Indiana technically, um, but you can buy it here. Our sponsor, Shangies, the Beer Authority, carries um, both their um, Gumball Head and Zombie Dust, and I'll try it. Go go try Zombie Dust or Gumball Head. Zombie Be- Dust sounds like something I'd be into. It's amazing. Yeah. So highly recommend Zombie okay. Dust. Shangies, the beer authority. I think even Whole Foods carries it too. So sweet. Strongly, strongly recommend yeah, if you're an not, IPA guy. I'm I'm being a I'm being a complete weirdo right now and I'm not drinking much right now. Well, but, then you know, yeah. save it for a special day. Tuck it away in the Hopefully van. after nationals will be a special day. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I like that. That's next week. That's not a long yeah. wait. Um okay, so now we know what kind of beer you like. We know what kind of coffee you drink. Yeah. Um, how's the van? The van is great. Um Though, yeah, that came at the weirdest of times. But, uh, you know, after I broke my collarbone, I didn't have health insurance and no money. And uh, we decided to buy a van. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, why not? You know, you're already broke. So we bought a van and uh, started messaging companies and trying to work with companies on on getting it outfitted and got it outfitted by Contravans. And it is like it has uh, like a double bed, like twin beds. Like me and the wife can sleep in there with the dog and I have a fridge in there, a shower. Ooh, shower's good. Yeah. And then a cabinet for all my foods and pans and stuff. And then I'm trying to think what else I got in there. I have solar panels, full on battery system that I can run, you know, lights and stuff in there. And so it's insulated. So we slept, I mean, we slept at like, you know, negative five degrees and warm. Dang. Yeah. Dang, dang. All right, so van life doesn't sound so bad. No. no. I did that, yeah, I did that for a week at Unbound. So I slept in the van in a parking lot. Nice. And it was hot, but yeah, it was fun. Right on. You know? Where are you going from here after T-Town? I haven't decided yet. And so there's, I can, I know I'm going to Leadville and doing Steamboat Gravel. So like on August 7th, are I'll race. Are you doing Leadboat or just? I'm steam- doing Leadboat. Yeah, nice. And so like I'll do... I'll do the last UCI race here and then I'll leave that Monday. And I haven't decided if I'm going to fly or drive the van back. And here's why, because there's, you know, I'll do Leadville and then that next, and that's that next weekend. And then on that Monday, I either come back here and race out the rest of your calendar. Yeah, please do. Cause I think Madison cup would be fun. Yeah. I want to come. Well, I can still come to Madison cup. So here's how I'm playing this out. Because Madison okay. Cup's what, the 28th? 27th. 27th? Yeah. And so, but in Indianapolis, there's a $1,000 scratch race. Winner oh, takes all. Right on. And um, so that's, and that's on the 20, that's on my birthday, the oh. 22nd. But, and so like, I'm trying to figure out like housing and monies and stuff like that. And so it's. Going to the Hom sisters to up their game. Yeah. And so hopefully, hopefully I can. My my original plan was I would fly out on the eighth out of Allentown, do Leadville Steamboat, fly back here, so leave all my stuff here, and that then works. just drive home on the on the twenty eighth after 
after I like Madison that plan. Cup. I, I know you. I knew you would like that I, plan. I, I, I'm You're a, a little biased, but it's, um, but I'm pro that plan. So let's go with that. Let's work with that. Yeah, and so that as of right now, that's what I'm doing. Right. I haven't booked any flights or decided if I'm going to drive or what what I'm going to do yet. But as of right now, that's the plan. Is is do that, and then and then from there, there's a World Cup in Cali, Colombia. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll try to, I'll see if I can toss my hat in there. It's going to be really difficult just with COVID restrictions and, um, you know, it depends on how nationals goes. Like even if I have a fighting argument of like, right. Hey, I'm good enough to go. Right. Um, but if I can't do that, then I'll probably just train for the month of September. And then there's a lot of racing in October with, uh, gravel racing. There's some track racing in Atlanta. Um, nice. yeah, there's wor- worlds track worlds is a whole nother thing I could technically apply to. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know. It's been a weird, weird Well, the time. future can end at August for now. Yeah, you know? honestly, I would like to thank T-Town for at least having a schedule that I can go, yes, I can go to that, I can do it, boom, done. Yeah, well, there you go. Whereas, like, everything else is like, maybe I can get there. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. We're glad you're here. Yeah. We're glad you're putting on a show for everybody. Yeah, it's fun. All right. So, uh, fashion, because you fashion. seem to comment on fashion. Yeah, well, like, Define I think- fashion. Define style. Well, I think this needs to be. I think this needs to be known. Um, and this is not videoed. Right. But no. Joan. Joan has a sense of style. Mora has a sense of style. Like the whole track has this like style vibe. And I. I just think it's. I think it's pretty legit. Like I'm sitting here with Adidas flip flops on and Adidas pants in a monster hydro shirt, and I just kind of look like a goofball. But like, you ladies are like, like you're legit. You're legit. But like, it was super hot that one night. And you were like in a full-on tracksuit, and it was like you weren't breaking. No man. For the heat, <laughs> you were not breaking for the heat, and I was like, "That is like a black jumpsuit and some super super white shoes. Like that's a fit. Like she had that <laughs> planned, and she looked at the weather and she goes, "Yeah, it's ninety percent humidity. Yeah, it's ninety degrees. I'm doing this." And you didn't even look like you were hot. I wasn't like you, hot. Well, that's the thing that you should know about me. I'm always cold. So, like, I do not suffer in the heat. Like, okay. I suffer in the cold. So, so I, you were not here for the Saturday of racing where all style points went out the window because I was like, Mora, will you go to my car and get the sleeping bag out of the bag? <laughs> yes. So, I, I suffered the opposite direction. I was swathed in a, in a, down to five, 15 below sweeping bag that I that lives in my car since Colorado days because I was so cold. Yeah, so when it comes to fashion, honestly, I have no clue what I'm talking about. All right. But then we don't take but, your compliments anymore. But here's here's <laughs> here's why I'm giving you compliments is because you were not going to let your style suffer due to the weather that day. Oh god. It's no. kind of like that person that goes out in the super super nice shoes when it's raining outside and you're like, I can keep them clean. And that's when you know that person has stopped because <laughs> Those like are the very white shoes that you're referring to. They're very white. Yeah. Yeah. They are very, very white. And so that's what like with me, I like and my wife, if she even listens to this, she would laugh because like I've tried to do that, like where you buy like a nice pair of just like casual shoes like Adidas or whatever. And they're just like they look new out of the box every time. And then like I literally have them for three days and scuff them. And I'm just like, shit. Well, there those go. You know, I'm done. I can't get that out. Or I drop. Last time I dropped a smoothie on him. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my life. Some sort of berry smoothie, no doubt. Yep. That's huh. my life. I see. So now, looking out the window here, it's a bit overcast, overclouded. We don't know what the weather holds for us this evening. Are you going to race the crit across the street tonight if it happens? Absolutely not. But I will race Absolutely it. Absolutely not. Okay. I love it. 
I will race it eventually while I'm here. Okay. Um, it's just with like nationals being so close. I feel that. Control the controllables. Yeah. And like the one controllable I can control is staying upright if I don't race. Yeah. Understood. So. Yeah. I sort of had that same thing um, last Sunday. Mm -hmm. I can't even remember. Timed is a false construct for me at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a crit and... I rocked up to the crit with every intention of racing. And then I rode two laps of the course and they combined the one, two, three women with the four or five women. And there was a crosswind and some mud on the course. And I said, nope, cause I can't race direct with a broken collarbone. So yeah. I just pieced out like, right. Control your controllables. Like, yeah. And I think, I think that's the thing. Like, it's not like you're that way from being the athlete. We're that way right now from the like staff perspective too. Yeah. Like you can't get busted a week before. Well, that's my thing. It's like, and, and let me, let me clarify this. I'm not racing the crit across the street because uh, it's not that I'm not racing it because I feel like everybody over there is sketchy. Oh yeah. No, no, myself. no. I'm route racing it because I add another element to where mistakes happen, accidents happen, and I just don't want to be in an accident. Like yeah, no, no, exactly. Friday night, Friday night, that could be the same thing. But am I racing 100? percent Yeah, but, no, like I'll go across the street and race tonight because it yeah. feels a little less dangerous. To I've me also never than, done it. Oh, it's fun, by the way. You'll That's have fun. Thing. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, no, like tonight, I'll go over and race if it happens. If the rains don't come. Um, yeah. You ha you measure where that line of do they cancel right? it if it rains? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't okay. happen in the rain because it's slick it's kind of slick. Yeah. It's slick as snot over there yeah. if it's wet. So yeah, no, we don't run in the rain, um, which is it's too bad that this is even a question because it's the first night back since COVID because it didn't happen all last summer. And yeah, it, yeah. So we all want it to happen, but um, stay tuned for the next episode of the Talk of the Tea Town and find out if yeah. we raced. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, we it doesn't go in the rain. So okay. Um, yeah, just 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 curious, but yeah, but it happens every Thursday, right? After this, after this, hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah. sweet. So it'll be it'll be on the schedule, hopefully through September, so cool. we get more of it in. Uh, all right, so going back to Colorado Springs, yeah. favorite things to do in the Springs. <sighs> Honestly, like it is, it doesn't have to do with bike riding. Mm -hmm. Okay, that favorite um, things to do. Yeah, probably just hanging out with my wife, whatever she wants to do. What um, does she like to do? She, it depends on the day, but it could be shopping at Ross or hiking a 14er. So like I've never hiked a 14er cause really? I've gotten really lucky that every time that she wants to do that, I'm nowhere to be found. Really? She did it today. She hiked one today. She was going to hike two today. What did she hike today? Um, was she in Breckenridge crap. to do back to back? Um, it's the one where it's like, it's Tories. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's another one that's only like a mile, like a, if you yeah. did a mile more, she almost did two. She. But the the clouds didn't look bad or good, and like, if you know anything about the that kind of area, if it if it looks like a rain cloud, it's you know borderline like well, the storm chaser you know, status um, hail. And what's the um, Pikes Peak? Right there's Pikes Peak, yeah. there's two ways up, right? There's yeah, the, yeah. the bar trail way up, and then there's the other side. I don't know the other side, but yeah. So I've done it. On the other side. Okay. But I don't remember what it's called. It's like Devil's Playground or something at the top. I don't. Yeah. So, and you know why it's called that? Because it's this giant boulder field where when there's thunder and lightning at the top, the boulders get like tossed around like at the Whoa. top. Yeah. It's bonkers. I didn't know so that. So there's that car race that goes up Pikes Peak, right? Yeah. yeah. And like, I was, oh, my doctor, when I, when I lived in the Springs, my normal, regular doctor doctor yeah he was like a big fan of car racing so he would always be like the event medical for for the, that car race and he was telling me one day about like 
the lightning strikes at the top of Pikes Peak when it when it's like I think they still race it too like when it's kind of bad weather holy hell but he, he said like they were standing next to like I remember the story exactly but like it involved the fire truck getting hit by lightning like and yeah. like bonkers and so yes don't be on a 14er in a storm because but, it's bad news and boulders get thrown around like the devil's playground or something like that yeah no that I think that's right yeah so I have I have climbed Pikes Peak so like I rode a bike up it yeah, that's a mean bike. Um, that's ride. the only that's the only like 14er I guess I've done. But yeah, I think I think that's what I like to do. Um just hang out with the dogs, hang out with the wife. Um I like to grill and and like think I know what I'm doing when I really don't. Um but past it, that, like What's yeah, the I nice just, thing about the springs right? you can just rock out your door and I like skiing do too. Some rain. That's that that I love to do, and that's in Colorado though. So that's like not Colorado Springs, but yeah. I really like to test out the food, ski, and just explore. Period. Right on. Yeah, try new things. Have you been to City Rock to go climbing? Yep. I love that place. Yeah, that was and my the, favorite. There's place. City Rock, and there's another one on Eighth Street. That yeah, I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. yeah, the food there was super good too. I didn't even know they had food at City Rock. Yeah. Oh my God. It's yes. the one in downtown, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a the the place out front that you go through to go climbing. Um, it has amazing food. Oh wow. And good beers, but yeah, like my favorite was the Honold Bowl. Oh wow. So yeah, good Sweet. menu I'll there. Check that out. Yeah, check it out because it's quite yummy. Yeah, but yeah, I like I like I like the springs. I think. It's like a good mix of everything. So it was cool. Like you could like, oh, I don't feel like riding today. I think I'll just go do some rad hiking. And it was yeah. kind of cool. Well, I'm from Rock Hill originally. So like Rock Hill, South Carolina. Right. Like that's how I got started. And um, it's completely night and day from South Carolina. So that's that. super nice. The I, humidity level alone. The humidity, the weather, um, as shitty as the sounds, the people. I just like, I mean, the, the vibes are better in yeah. Colorado, in my opinion, but. Might I get like, some shit for that too, but I, don't I care. like the springs. The springs, <laughs> the springs was good. Yeah. I, I liked it there. Um, I mean, I had nice friends too. You know yep. that that helps when you makes a like, big difference. Yeah, a good little circle of friends is cool. And uh, yeah, okay, I like all these things. What else do you want to say about your time here in T Town? What do you want people to know about your time here in T Town? I don't know. I, I mean, if you're not here, the I feel like you should be racing? here. Like if you're, yeah, well, that's the thing. If you're a bike racer, if you're, if you call yourself a track racer in America and you're not here, I don't like. And I might get some shit for this as well, but I don't care again. Um, I think you should be here. I agree. Um, and 100%. I think I, I, it kind of all goes back to where we like all started with, um, you know, being welcomed and, and whatever else. It's, uh, you know, people, people get upset and talk about these opportunities that they don't have or these things that they don't have where it's, it's almost an email away or it's an ask away. And, and within reason, right? Like we can all go, Hey, can you give me X, Y, and Z? And it's like, well, somebody has got to pay for that or somebody has got to do that or somebody's, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I totally understand like that becomes, starts to become a little bit ridiculous. But like, if you want, if you want to be here and you want to be racing in America, instead of complaining about how there's no bike racing, why don't you come to the only place in the country right now that's putting on bike racing? One thing I think that you, a point you just made too is that there's give and take here right like yeah. so um you're coaching in our programs which is awesome yeah right like you've worked in madison mondays you've done the youth programming yeah there's ways if you're willing to be part of the system and give a little bit then it's easier to get a little bit and right? i think like there's 
I, th- I think that's important for people to know. Like, for sure, you play ball, we play ball. Well, right? and that's like, the other thing. It's like it's not like I'm here for free either, though. Right. Like that that needs to be known as well yeah. too, because I think uh, th- back in the day, I mean, like especially with a lot of tracks, and this kind of goes all the way back to the subtra- the subscription model. But th- I mean, there's been tracks that have paid me to show up, like real good money, and there's there'll be tracks that will still pay me to nice. show up, real good money, and. It's just different. Like, yeah. I mean, it happens. Like, if you can make it work, you can make it work. And, and But where's the value, right? Like, here, I don't care if if I am getting paid to be here or not. It's the what, what, the reason why I'm here is because there's UCI races, there's bike races. Um, they're fast bike races. I'm getting better. Um, and they happen week after week after week after week after week. So there's the value. So there's, there's my take, right. you know. But now what am I giving back? into t-town and so yeah i am working in um with the with the youth programs and um with the madison mondays unfortunately nobody has come out to the madison mondays so everybody wants to race madison but nobody wants to learn how to do it right so So everybody listening go to the madison mondays because we got it for you to go to (laughs) and so and so yeah i think yeah that's just my thing it's like one thing i want people to know it's like if you want to if you want to be here, then be here. Or if you want to be racing, then be here. I mean, I think, unfor- like, period. It's just, like, I mean, it's unfortunate in the way that it's like, this is the only place that has racing. But this is, it, it has great racing. It's some of the best bike racing that you're going to get in the country, um, especially here after nationals. Like, yeah, it's after, be good. I mean, after nationals, it's going to be good racing. I mean, you have, um, you know, well-respected countries and well-respected athletes coming to compete and i think i think this is the opportunity for any american or anybody really to come and race yeah well we're glad you're here we're yeah, glad, I'm you're glad ad- to be here we're glad you're adding to the field we're glad you came on the pod today yeah i'm glad to be here i'm glad to be on the pod thank you guys yeah. so much you're going to adopt that now aren't yeah you? i'm going to adopt the pod. Yeah. <laughs> now you're going to start calling it the pod yeah but yeah we're super happy to have you. This has been our, our fun chat with John Croom, who's here racing bikes this summer in T-Town. Come out and challenge him. Uh, come out and uh, come out and see if you can beat him because he's been killing it, t- taking home a lot of pre-money. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be cheering for you next week at Nationals. Thanks awesome. for joining us. Look forward to it. Thanks for having me. Cheers. This has been the Talk of the T-Town podcast with hosts Joan Hanscom and Andy Lakatosh. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode brought to you by B. Braun Medical, Inc. Head on over to our website, thevelodrome.com, where you can check out the show notes and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode.